Well, what is up, everybody? In my hotel room in Virginia Beach, three different shows in three days for me. It's a long run I've been on. I'm tired in a way, but I haven't been tired in a long time. And you can kind of hear this, like I can't, it's the first time ever I've lost my voice. Like I have a deeper, but I, very whitey, almost like I've been smoking cigarettes for a couple days. But I can't, uh, I can't sing right now, which is crazy. It hasn't been the same. I haven't used guitar the last two sets. Uh, here in Virginia Beach, my set got rained out yesterday. What? If you saw my Instagram post, the rain came fast and furious. I'm at the Patriots Festival. Um, and hoping to do a set today, but who knows? Yeah, all right. What's going on, everybody? Happy to be here. Talking to you guys again. Um, you know, quick little bit of business. Houston, June 6th, one night only. Half the door, which is where I'm getting my money. Goes to Recovery Houston. So half my money goes to Recovery Houston. More money for the charity. More people in the doors. So spread the word. Spread the word. Even if you can't make it, buy some tickets. And hand them out. Let's get some money going to Recovery Houston. And then June 7th, 8th, and 9th, I'm in Austin. Always a good time. And remember to check out Control Chaos every Tuesday night. At 7 o'clock on my Facebook fan page. And with that. Let's get into it. First of all, it's, it's been a while since I've been in one of these little beach towns. And Virginia Beach isn't like a small beach town, but maybe it is. But like on a boardwalk, it's super cool. I, I, people just out on the... I live near a beach, but I just always forget to go. I just feel better after a day at the beach. Even me and my super white skin. That stays under her umbrella most of the time. Oh, I had my shirt off today walking down this boardwalk, and I caught a glimpse of myself in the window. Who am I kidding? I look in every window just to check out the reflection to see if it's I'm still holding it together. Yo, my farmer's tan is at an all-time high. But you know what? I looked around. I fit in perfectly here in Virginia Beach. <laughs> I was with my people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I love this man. I walked down. I had some fucking fried dough. What do you call that? Funnel cake. Some people call it front funnel cake. Ate the shit out of some of that. I mean, when you're on, you can't not. All right, guys. First song in the shuffle. Roll, Gypsy Roll by Leonard Skinner. My my, for me, what I consider the most underrated band of all time. And some of you might be thinking they're not underrated. Yeah, if they're not hitting people's top ten list. They're underrated. Not a bad fucking song out of these guys. And such a crazy blend of blues and southern rock. And this dude's voice just tells a story so well. And he just oozes emotion when he sings. I love it. Um, 
But yeah, so I love walking down this boardwalk. I have seen um, more back titties this weekend in the last two days that I've been here. Oh, dude, guys, it started dumping biblically yesterday. The rain. I couldn't believe it. But there is a lot of back titties hanging out. front. There's some front and back titties. Uh, some of the back titties had nipples. Oh, men and women, everybody. Uh, a lot of a lot of sweaty sweaty back titty. Um, and it's fantastic. It's fantastic. I have to tell you, I wish. You know, I, as you guys, if you guys follow this, you can hear me slowly becoming me, right? I and I know I've always been me, but there's always been a like a little piece. We all do. You know, it's the evolution of slowly becoming just who you are. And then by the time you figure it out, you're old as fuck and it's too late. So I'm trying to accelerate that. But, man, there's a certain confidence. Uh, you know, when I, when I, in the past, haven't felt like I was in a good shape, I just wouldn't take my shirt off. And I, I'm, I say this with complete honesty now that I'm thinking about it. There's a certain confidence that you have to have. And just be like, fuck it, this is what I look like. And I, even though I, I've got a lot of fuck it in me, as far as embarrassing myself, as far as any of that stuff, as far as what I say and what I talk about, where I go, how I think, but I haven't got to the fuck it with how I look yet, where I could just be like, fuck it, I'm taking, you know, this is what I look like, I got nine titties, I got meaty nipples, I'm pale as fuck, and I'm hanging out on the beach, drinking in. Like, I, I would, I can't wait that's the one part of the fuck it I just haven't hit yet. I will. Oh, and then you're going to see a pale. You're going to be able to stick uh, a, a full finger in my belly button. Oh, you heard me. You heard me. Uh, but that was amazing. I love that. Oh, yeah. Run the Jewels, Blockbuster Night Part 2. Um. But hanging out here on the beach has been fantastic. I was supposed to perform at a thing called the Patriot Festival. It's a bunch of country acts and me. And um, guys, I got to tell you about this gig I did on, was that Friday? Friday night at a, a orthodontist convention in Frisco, Texas. Now, first of all, the guy who booked me was fantastic. This dude named Glenn. We talked beforehand. Really funny. Super complimentary. Really liked the comedy. He was like, I was psyched to book you. I looked through a bunch of people. You were great. I couldn't believe this was the price point. Psyched to have you. Told me about where the venue was. He was like, you should go across early and like set up the stage and stuff if you want, right? So I'm like, cool. And uh, everybody at the convention was super cool. I walk over to this place where we're going to do the stand-up. And I'm looking already. I'm like, this is not set up for stand-up. It's an L-shaped bar. With an enormous bar, obviously, on one side of the L. And the smaller L had some booths and some um, tabletops. Um, but not set up for comedy. Sound system not set up for comedy. No stage. So imagine if there was an Applebee's. This is the best way I can put it. And someone just built a 4 by 8 stage in front of one of the booths. And, and a, a, a booth, a, a stage that was only probably... Eight inches off the ground. Six, maybe. Any of us. Look, remember musical theater, guys? Remember? <laughs> oh, yeah. You don't think I was in uh, Romeo and Juliet? Me and my buddy Matt were uh, Gilbert and um, whatever the Rosen fuck. Whatever that guy. We opened up. 
so funny. We were at the time both on the football team, and we walked out, and uh, it was quiet because you're the first people on stage, and one of the dudes in the football team because they all came out to see us and they had never been to musical theater before. But one of the dudes just screams out from the crowd, "Nice tights!" Oh, and people. <laughs> That's what happens when the meatheads come to the musical theater. But um, so if anybody who's ever done musical theater in high school, you know the stage I'm talking about. It's just like four wood planks painted black. You know what I mean? So I'm standing there. It is super loud on the other half of the bar. And, you know, it's a huge open place. So people can not hear anything I'm saying. Even if... Even if, oh, hello, Depeche Mode, New Life. Even if the sound system had been perfect, the L-shaped, there's an entire other part of this giant place with huge, tall, empty ceilings where the, the, the sound just bounces around, right? So I'm on stage. On top of that, the mic keeps cutting out. And oddly enough, it only cuts out in my punchlines. On top of that, it sounded from people who were telling me, but then it sounded like this because it was cutting out. Right? So I'm wondering, I'm like, these jokes are eating dicks. I mean, I know it's loud, but these are jokes that usually work. And then about 20 minutes in, someone was like, we can't hear you. I'm like, 20 minutes in, you can't hear me? What the fuck? So I got off stage and I walked into the middle of the crowd and I did my set from there. I did my set in the middle. It was like it was like Venice Beach street magic. I did my act close up with people. No stage. Standing right in front of me. I had a dude standing eight inches from me the entire time I did my set. Surrounded in the round, it was like Elvis's comeback special, minus the leather and the good music and the talent and the handsome looks and the sex appeal. It was just like that. It was, and, and, and you know, the guy was incredibly apologetic, and I told him no need to be. It was an amazing, look, look, at first, when I was, right when I walked on stage, I was like, this is going to be a fucking disaster. This is going to be the worst night of my life. And then I was like, you know what? Let's just run with it, and let's see, let's see what you can make can you make something out of this and i had never done i've done comedy in the round before and what i mean by that guys like a like a stage in the middle of an arena so you have to turn around i did that with larry the cable guy a bunch that was really crazy but to do it in the middle of a crowd who are all at eye level or taller with you in a bar and to turn around and some of it without the mic, some of it with the mic, but to really do it just demonstrably, d- demonstrably, demonstrably, I'll Google that. Uh, and to do it around and around and tell the stories was amazing. It was a crazy experience. I'm actually really glad that I figured out a way to make it work. I never want to do it again. Don't make, don't, don't book me for one of those. You can book me for orthodontist convention, but don't book me for standing in the middle of a crowd on the floor of a bar and doing stand-up. But I'm glad it happened. And the night before, I had done one in Gaylord, Texas. for uh, uh, It was another um, private party. And that was also f- so fun. But I, I, it had been a long time since I'd done sets where I couldn't say fuck. And I had to be PG-13 and all that stuff, you know? 
Um, so it was quite a weekend. So I come here. I did the Gaylord Texas one on um, Friday. I I did the Frisco one on no on Thursday. I did the Frisco one on Friday, and then I flew here, Virginia Beach, on Saturday to do a 15 minute set outdoors at the Patriot Festival, which is like, like I said, a bunch of country acts and me, and then um, to do a 10 minute set today at the Patriot Festival. Last night's got rained out. And today looks like it's supposed to get rained out, too. But we'll see. Outdoor comedy always scares the fuck out of me. Oh, hello, everybody. Vegetable by Radiohead. Pablo Honey, one of the best albums. Um, But here, man, outdoor comedy is like... And here I have to be especially PG. I always... I'm like, who? don't you know who you're hiring? I'm not dirty, but I'm naughty. Like, don't you know who you're hiring? You know, they were like, sing some of your songs. I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> because which song? The song about the blowjob and the sandwich? Or the song about my daughter, the pussy? I mean, I don't know what song you think I can sing. But uh, we'll see what happens today. I mean, 10 minutes, I don't mind getting... Look, guys, you've heard my story about opening up for Sam Kinison and eating shit. Uh, th- I could eat shit for 10 minutes with my eyes closed. Just walk off, I'll pick up a check, and I'll fly home. <laughs> oh, guys, but I need some rest. I'm so... I'm tired in a way that I can't explain. The weeks have been getting shorter and shorter for me. And the travel, combined with my age... And guys, look, I know I'm not laying cement and woe is me and all that stuff. I'm not... It just... It's been a long... You know, when you travel for this long, like I have, this extensively... It wears your body out. It just wears it out. And again, guys, way harder jobs than mine. Um, so, but uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's been getting. And I just miss Beth, you know. I miss my house. I miss my bed. I miss my pillow. I I I'm at an age where I would like. I I would have hoped where I didn't have to tour quite as extensively anymore, you know. But you never make as much money as you think you're gonna. And you never save as much as you think you're gonna. And here I am. Here I am. Um, I know. I, I know some people asked me to to talk about the Roseanne situation, and I'm happy to. Um, I just wanna. Okay, I. I'm happy to. I talked about it a little bit on my Facebook Live from the hotel room. Um, but let me just give you my. And I'm gonna put Samantha B in here as well. First of all, I don't think either one of them um, should have been fired. And Samantha B obviously wasn't, but I don't think Roseanne should have been either. For this reason. I think what she said was horrendous and abhorrent. And there's no room for that kind of racism anywhere on this planet at all. And if you guys are thinking it was just... It, it, um, uh, what's the difference between what she said and what Samantha B said... Well, there's a big difference. Um, there's a big difference. Uh, one was racist to a large group of people, calling a black person an ape. Racist. Uh, and if you're going to bring up, well, Trump was called an ape. Guys, white people being called apes does not have a history of hatred and racism. It just doesn't. Uh, the... Calling a black person an ape or a gorilla, there is some uh, 
historical context of why that's racist and hateful. All right. Now, uh, Samantha B saying cunt on TV. I'm not for that either. I'm really not for that. However, um, like Tiffany Trump, I would say you guys keep her out of the jokes in the news and making fun of her. She's not there on purpose. She doesn't want to be involved or she's not allowed to be. Whatever it is, it'll leave her out of it. Ivanka Trump, much like Chelsea Clinton, are now grown-ups who put themselves in the middle. Guys, raging against the machine. Um, I do I think Samantha B should have called her a cunt? No. Do I think she should be fired? No. Uh, do I think it's disingenuous that the rage guys, new millennium homes. Uh, do I think it's disingenuous that the White House calls for her to be fired? Yeah. If you guys, there are so many pictures all over the place of Trump supporters during the elections calling Clinton a cunt or a bitch. If they were really bothered by that word, they would have said something then. So disingenuous. That being said, I think Samantha B crossed a line in that I don't think she needs to say that for the joke. For a joke. You don't need to say feckless cunt for a joke. You just don't. That's shock value. And I consider her to be above that. It's kind of got a lot of hate behind it. And I don't really feel like hate has a place in the com- in the comedy space. We're here to open people's eyes and push boundaries. And if that's your style of humor, push boundaries of what you, how you think. But calling someone a feckless cunt is just, doesn't do any of that. Here's why I don't think Roseanne should have been fired. Because... Firing her triggers the shitstorm that we knew that we're about to see, that we did see, where people are picking sides again, and um, uh, the right is saying left media, the left is saying racist, all right? We all knew that's going to happen, and it divides even more. To me, this was a teachable opportunity for ABC. Teachable in this. If you called Rosanna, you're like, okay, because guys, as someone who had a TV show called The Josh Wolf Show, I was most upset when they canceled us because there were 100 people that I felt like were relying on me to keep their jobs. That's a lot of pressure. (coughs) (coughs) But I felt terrible. I know she feels terrible. She has to. Those are people's livelihoods, especially with how good, how well the show did. They were like, oh, I got another year of this. At least another year. They're thinking they got five years of work, which in our business, guys, where everybody's freelance. You hear that? Everybody's freelance. So you're just praying on that next paycheck. It's a fucking horrible thing to do to all those families. Here's why I say it could be a teachable moment. I know some of you are like, folks, she did the... Okay. But have... Have we gotten any better? Have we gotten any better from this? Look, she's clearly off her meds or her meds are not right. She looks, she's fucked up, guys. She called, she begged, what do I need to do? How do I need to fix this? And I would have said, okay, here's your list. Oh, I love Regina Spector, everybody. This is one of my favorite songs from her, Samson. Um, so say ABC calls and goes, okay, here's what you need to do. You need to go to this course. You need to take this course. You need to take this course. Tolerance, anger management, whatever you want to do. You need to fucking get off Twitter. 
Cool. Number two. Number three, this is what we would like to see some storylines in Roseanne this year that help to bring people together rather than divide them. Because I know Roseanne, and I talked to people who were close to her about this. She thought this show was going to bring people together, guys. Okay. Well, if that was going to happen, why don't you use the show to do it? It's got so many eyeballs on it. What an incredible teaching opportunity. Now, you could, as ABC, you could have said, and if you jump off your rocker one time, we're done. One time. One time off the rocker. One racist comment. One uh, conspiracy theory. One, you know, pedophile pizza joint. One fucking wacko tweet. Bye bye But we agree with you that we would like you to make amends. Instead, the axe comes. Why? Because this fucking crazy social media mob, there's no way for most people withstand that shit. The, the just beating. And I'm saying what she said was terrible. But why can't we try to learn from it and get better? Why do 200 people and 200 have to be unemployed now? Because of one fucking dummy? Can't that dummy try to make amends? Even if she's a racist dummy? Don't we want, even if, she, listen, I'm going to go ahead and say she's the worst, which I don't think she is. I think she's sick. I think she's got a twisted view on what it, she considers herself a radical. I, I, I think she's, anyways. I wouldn't have worked on the show, personally. But, um, okay. But even if she's the worst person in the world, right? Let's just say she's the worst person in the world. And that she's the terrible racist. Well, then, what better way to get back at her than to make her do shit to denounce racism? What better message to send out to the people if you think that's who she is? And if you think she has racist followers, what better way to try to get them to get in the loop and get involved than to have their, you know, fucking leader, I'm just as a supposed, say we got to come together? What better way to open eyes than to open eyes? Firing her just closed all the eyes. It, 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 I'm just saying, guys, there was a chance. There was a chance. To make it a teachable moment. But we don't have teachable moments anymore. Nobody's allowed to have them. This is called Voodoo Luck by The Garden. You're not allowed to have teachable moments anymore. The Samantha B thing, I don't think she'd have been fired either. It, it, listen, and this fake outrage from both sides is so ridiculous. It's so dumb. How we can excuse things from one and not. It's just so dumb. Um, and I will say one other thing, guys. And this is what bothers... You know, I don't get into politics. And um, I do, but uh, more in my private life and the people around me. And I try to make a difference rather than get into my politics on social media. One thing, whatever side you're on again, too. And guys... This ought to tell you how bad of a president he is. That's not everybody's type of music, sorry. But this is about to tell you about how distracting his Twitter feed is. There's some kind of good stuff that's happening. Unemployment is down. Look, I know Obama had a lot to do with that. There's not. He's, he's a fucking nightmare overseas, this motherfucker. 
I mean, people are going to hate us. But you would at least be able to say, oh, that's not terrible, that's not terrible. If he wasn't, you can't even get into his policies. You know what bothers me more than anything? More than anything, guys. And I think he's possibly, I don't know if he's worse than Bush, because that Iraq war is like the worst thing that's ever happened. But he's a close second. Guys, he's lying. Did you see that interview? That fucking interview he did about the letter? Where he said, yeah, it was a great letter. Maybe I'll let you guys read it. And then somebody said, did you read it? He goes, I didn't read it. Guys, the fact, this bothers me so much, that he lies to us so blatantly is it should insult you as a human. I don't give a fuck what side you're on. I don't give a fuck what side you're on. It should insult you. He does not think enough of us to think that we deserve any of the truth. If I had a, would you let a friend lie to your face every day? It's amazing to me that we are excusing this. Fuck policies, guys. I've told you before. I think the country works better with some Democrat, Democratic presidents, some Republican. You have to, uh, uh, if you, if it tilts all to one side for too long, then you get this motherfucker. People need to feel like they're being heard. They need to feel like they're being heard. Okay. You need to give a shot to both sides. I think that's be true. Not that this is not a side, guys. This is somebody who does not have enough respect for us to think we deserve that he can just lie over and over to our fucking faces. Drives me crazy. This train by Joe Bonamassa. It drives me fucking bananas. Whatever. Whatever. I just don't know how. Even if you are a fan of his as a president, you're okay with that. Because then what that tells you guys is that you never know when he's telling you the truth. So then what is it you like about him? Right? It's so bananas. Um, anyways, because how can you say you, I like this about him if you don't know if it's ever true? <laughs> two more years, two and a half more years. I'm going to be a raging fucking, I don't know if I can smoke any more than I do now. By the way, that's all got to do with my road schedule. I've gotten to the point where I need the weed to go to sleep. Need the weed to go to sleep because I don't know what fucking time zone I'm in half the time. Oh, my God. Um, good Lord. What do you think? What do you think, guys? What do you think we should do? I, you know what I want to do? Honestly, I, want, I, I would love my goal. Road once a month, maybe twice max. Control chaos. Do the high live. You ready for this? Coach baseball. Kids baseball. Youth baseball. Oh, I never had more fun. Than when I was coaching youth baseball. I get so many great fucking stories. So many great stories. Some of them are in my book. Um, and they're just... The joy... You know... It's the pure joy. It's the pure joy. It, you know, my, my, my brother's daughter, my little niece Zoe... Um... 
it just to hear that laugh that laugh is so good that pure the, a kid's laugh is so pure it's, it's just pure joy they haven't they haven't been fucked over yet nobody stole from them yet they don't know that most people are douche fucks it's just them ah i love it and the pure joy of just playing and winning and having fun you see, I put that in that order. <laughs> oh, winning so much more fun than losing. I, I will say, though, when I coach youth, like a kid's baseball, my goal, obviously you want to win. Anyone who says it doesn't is lying. But my big goal is to make sure that every single kid wants to play baseball again next year. That's it. That should be the goal of every youth coach, no matter what sport. Your goal should be that every one of those kids wants to play that sport again next year. That should be your one and only goal. That should be your one and only goal. Oh, guys. So I went into this little uh, Mexican restaurant down here yesterday. And uh, this woman uh, who was serving my food put her food that my food down on the table and then when she was walking away i saw her lick her thumb and i looked down at my beans and there was a little indentation where i know where her thumb was and so i went back what you want by evanescence um i went up to the counter i'm like hey can i get some more beans and they were like, you don't like beans? I'm like, no, I like the beans. I just need, I didn't want to get her in trouble and say she had her little thumb in my beans and then she licked her finger. Well, so I was really trying to figure out a way to tell her that there was something dirty, but I didn't know, you know, how, uh, how to do it without getting her in trouble, you know? And I didn't want to get the, I didn't want to lie and say something in the kitchen and get the kitchen in trouble. So... I blamed it on myself, and I said I accidentally, uh, when I sneezed, a little some got in my beans, a little my own snooty snoot got in my beans, and you wish she mind, she was like, uh, I can ask, but that seems like, you know, something that you did, and I was like, yeah, the beans are eight cents, can, can you just give me some more, because th that nasty ass server stuck her fucking coke nail in there, and then licked it off. I don't know how my honestly I wouldn't have bothered me if I had just I couldn't stop thinking oh she's done that with it she's licked her finger in every single you know what I mean that's all I kept thinking was well that's happened every single time every fucking time she's I got it's just like the person at Starbucks who puts her hand over the mouth hole you know what I mean what are you doing what are you doing what are you doing yeah uh, one of my huge pet peeves yesterday oh the old because they almost knocked the old rush onto the elevator before anybody else gets off this motherfucker stood in everybody's trying to get off he stood there stood there and he then he started to, you know like when you do the passive aggressive excuse me no, dickhead. 
excuse us. <laughs> Get out of the way, man. And why? What's am I? How old am I? Why are people wearing short shorts again? Is that what's happening? We're doing the short shorts again, everybody. I gotta tell you, uh, no. I'm not going back for that. Now, look, you guys know I also have super skinny legs, and they're pale, and they ha and they're almost light blue. And my nuts are a little too. I have longer nuts, so I don't know. But the Mac Weldon told them in, and 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 uh, you know, cradle them. But like, uh, I just don't know if the short shorts for me are gonna be. And then how far up do you gotta trim it? I trim it already, but like, how far down do you gotta trim? You know what I mean? I trim it, but I don't trim it too far down. I trim it up. Do people now? Do I have to trim down? Do I have to trim like the? Do people trim like the in, like the inner thigh? Do I have hair on the inner thigh? Oh, I'm taking off my pants right now. Do I have hair on my inner thigh? I don't know if I've ever looked. Hold on one second. Oh yeah, of course I got hair on my inner thigh. So do you got to trim that? I mean, I could braid that motherfucker. No, I couldn't. <laughs> uh, what do we got coming up here, everybody? Oh, I don't want to hear that song, but I guess we're going to. I don't want to hear it because we just heard something from them. It's so weird to me that they, that that is, hold on one second. No, thank you. Anyways, this is Needle in the Spoon by Leonard Skinner. Sorry, I had to scream that so loud. Hold on. No, thank you! Oh my God. I mean, what does the do not disturb sign mean? Does it mean knock on the door with the key? I didn't want to walk all the way over there, guys, because I've unbuttoned my pants, and I would have to do that. You know that shuffle when you like run out of toilet paper and you had to go, have to run out of your bathroom? And you get your pants down around your ankles and you do that crazy shuffle over to the closet to get some underwear. So not some underwear. Some toilet paper. I was, okay. So have you ever had to ask for toilet paper from somebody in a stall next to you at an airport? That's embarrassing when you run out of toilet paper, but you're like, damn, I'm kind of stuck. Have you ever? That is the worst. I remember one time. This is when I was an early comic. I was driving to Moscow, Idaho. There used to be a gig in a hotel in Moscow, Idaho uh, that John Fox booked. You would do Wednesday in Moscow, Idaho. You would do Thursday, Friday, Saturday at my favorite club in the history of comedy, the original Comedy Underground in Seattle. What a great, magical place that was, guys. Mad, it was a fucking magical place. I have to tell you, Big fan of comedy in basements. Low ceilings. That, that's why that comedy works in Denver is my favorite place. In, in the same feel for Zanies in downtown Chicago. Anyways, so um, I'm driving to Moscow, Idaho with this dude named Daryl Lennox, who was the first real guy that I toured with where I remember, oh, this dude is a fucking pro. Like a pro pro, right? And um, from Seattle to Moscow, anybody who's ever done that drive knows that there's some spots that this just ain't shit. And we were driving, and um, I had to go number two so badly. So I told him, I go, Daryl, I got to go shit. And Daryl couldn't drive. He was, I think, legally blind in one eye. 
And he was like, okay, man, I'll pull it over. He goes, well, you get toilet paper in the back? I go, no, I'm going to use a sock. And he was like, what? I go, yeah, yeah, I'll just put my hand in the sock. I'll wipe one side and I'll wipe the other side. And he was like, what? So this was when we had, oh, this was the very first, and I did. And I threw the sock away, obviously. I double socked it, by the way. I put a sock on, and then I put a sock over the sock. Um, it's not great, guys, but, you know, in a pinch, you got to do what you got to do. So uh, that was the time where he and I had this long, it was the first time I had ever heard about anybody eating somebody's asshole. And how, like, and he was like, uh, we were talking, he said something about, we were talking about the poop and the wiping and, and he was, he had mentioned, said something about eating ass. I go, who does that? I go, you, he said, you don't eat ass? I go, no, man. I don't eat fuck. And my, my stance has since changed, but let me go ahead and tell you this. He goes, I go, no, man. He was like, why not? I, I was like, well, because there's only one thing that comes in and out of there. Like, there's no, it's not like, that was always my theory. Like, I never even went down there because what else could it possibly smell like? There's only one, there's only one, like if, my theory was like, look, if you make spaghetti, right, with a like a garlic sauce, and you made a plate of spaghetti, and you eat the spaghetti down, and man, you lick that plate clean, what, you know what, two hours later, if you come back to that plate, it's still going to smell like spaghetti and garlic. You know what I mean? Because that's a strong smell. So so is so shit. Shit is a very strong. So I was like, how is it possible that it could be anything else? So we had this long conversation. And then later in life, later in life, I've come to decide, and you guys have heard me say this before, but the asshole is is like the body's vanilla extract. Come on. Bismarcky, just a friend. Two live songs back to back. I gotta tell you a good biz story afterwards too. Alright. Um but like it it is. The asshole is the body's vanilla extract. It smells and tastes completely differently. But it's the opposite of the vanilla extract. Because vanilla smells good, does not taste real good. The asshole definitely tastes better than it smells. Have I lost a couple of you? <laughs> The asshole definitely tastes better than it smells. It's the opposite of the vanilla extract. Um, that's what, if the asshole was in the wild, the smell is its version of its feathers looking like a spike, right? To keep you away from it. But then you get in there and the prey is like, oh, this spike actually tastes pretty good. Would you say he's just a friend? You say he's just a friend? Oh, baby, you. So when I was in Charlotte last, or maybe two times ago, old Bismarck Key was next door playing. And I heard a rumor that he plays this song twice in his act, sometimes three times. Because he knows that people are like, uh, if I hear it, I'm gone. Oh, baby. Guys. All right, I know this is, I'm going past my half an hour and I apologize. But let me just end with this. Hold on one second. I got to pull my pants up because I'm getting up. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Here's the deal. If you guys can do me a favor, you know we're not, we don't push out this podcast. This is for us. But I would love to be able to do more of these 
because they make me feel so good and they're so much fun for me personally. The way I can do more for these is if things like Control Chaos take off. Like right now, that all that does is cost me money. If I'm being honest with you, I pay for that. Nobody's paying me shit. There's no sponsors paying me. Uh, and I, th I think Mac Weldon was paying a little bit, but not enough, clearly. Um, just enough for, for me to kind of pay some of the people who come down. Not counting like I got to pay an editor now and all this shit, right? Which I'm happy to do, guys. I just don't know how long I can do it. I love doing this show so much. Here's what I would ask. If anybody's looking for something to watch on Tuesdays at 7 p.m., send them over to that Facebook fan page. If you are one of the people who says, I don't do Facebook, totally get that. Just open an account and put fake information in. Let's watch it. It's so much fun, guys. It's so much fun. And I want it to be silly fun, no politics, which is what it is. Just a bunch of comics and fun people sitting around shooting the shit. If you can. If you can, help me spread the word. I know there's not a lot of us on here, but I know the number. If you all can, it makes a huge difference for me. Um, and I would appreciate that. I would appreciate it very much. And uh, I want to send a, 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 um, some more good wishes, well wishes out to my friend Catherine. Um, and I hope you're feeling better and you're recovering and, and we love you. And um, the rest of you fairly normals, meeting you guys at shows. And, and you know what's best? At the end of the meet and greets is always my fairly normal fans because they want to talk about what this means to them and how it makes them feel. And I, it's my favorite parts of the night. What do we got? Oh, Lucinda Williams. God, this is one of my favorite songs of hers. Jackson? Guys, do you guys not listen to Lucinda Williams? I've told you the story about meeting Lucinda Williams at a bar when I met her and a guy who called himself the architect of time. Have I told you that story? I don't know who was crazier, Lucinda Williams or that dude. But her voice is so... Oh my God. Listen to this. You know, thinking about that thing with Roseanne. Guys, there's a way that punishments... It's like with kids. You want the punishment to teach something. Not to cause more problems. I really think we could have learned. We could have... She inadvertently, in her craziness and her racist tweet... I think we could have figured out a way to make it a teachable moment. And I just feel like we've lost that idea. We're going straight to the guillotine. That's what we do now. Hugs or guillotines. That's it. No in-between. No in-between death and love. Nothing in-between. Like, yeah, you know what? Just seems like a shame. I'm going to run in 2022, is it 22? 2020, under the Common Sense Party. That's it. 
I'm not going to really, I'm going to be like Trump. I'm not going to talk about policy the entire time when I run. I'm just going to be like, hey, guys, we're just going to be smart, and we're going to use common sense. And sometimes we're going to compromise, and sometimes things are going to happen that we don't like because it's part of compromise. And we have to try and make this a country for all of us. So I'm going to say some shit you don't like, and I'm going to say some shit you do like. And I would like you not to overreact to either one of them. Isn't that funny? Like, you can think somebody nowadays. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. I mean, oh my God. Art, she's like, you got to go. You're kicking me out of the room. You got to go. I said I paid for another. Fuck. I had to pay for a half a day. They wouldn't let me stay another two hours late. And that was the, you know, I don't have a problem, but don't keep knocking on my fucking door. I don't remember what I was talking about. Oh, yeah, maybe. I'm just saying, guys. You know, um, the common sense party, I would tell you, if someone disagreeing with you gets your feelings hurt, you're in the wrong party. But uh, something about compromise, guys, means that you get some and they get some. Nobody gets 100% of the pie. That's what this politics is now. Politics now is, if you disagree a little bit, you're a libtard or you're a conserve fuck or whatever the fuck you want to say. Compromise. We've lost the ability. All right, everybody. I'm getting out on the yeah, yeah, yeahs. Runaway. Bring it. Come on. Run, run, so run, good, right? Hey, everybody, remember. Be good to each other. Be good to strangers. Do not be a pushover. Do not let people walk on you. You deserve happiness just as much as everybody else. You deserve the right to be yourself. And to be confident with that. And to know that there's only one you. And nobody does that as well as you do. And don't let any of these motherfuckers take your power. Don't let anyone try to keep you down or tell you you can't do something. Don't be a slave to your social media. Don't buy into the fear. Most of the bad things that you're thinking about are just that they're in your brain they haven't even actually happened yet why are we worrying about so many things that haven't even happened yet live live today let's worry about the things that are happening today so those things don't happen go out there and be the best you don't let anyone push you around and you be strong give out some hugs give out some smiles But if you need to give out the finger, give it out. We love you guys. Best half hour of my week.
All right. Later. <laughs>